Hodge with the Good Christian Podcast. I'm here today with a special friend of mine from first year ministry school. His name is Elias Kiroa. What's up, Elias? Hey, Britt. Um, I'm really happy to to be here. It's truly an honor. I feel privileged. Uh, I'm just really excited to whatever the Lord is going to be doing today. I remember you not only from first year, but it's just nice that after two years and a half, we're still friends and I get to see what the Lord is doing in you. Yeah, it's amazing. It's truly my honor because you've been pastoring me since you were 19, I think. How old were you? <laughs> yeah. uh, we were, I was 19 when I met you. Uh, I remember it was 2018. It was in, in, in August when we met each other. So it's been, it's been a while now. <laughs> yeah. And you were born to be a pastor because you've been pastoring people since you were 19 and probably before that. So in the interest of time, I want to start off by just hearing a little bit about you. Give me a little bit about your testimony, your age, where you're from. And then yeah, we'll from there. of course. Well, I, I was born in, in Mexico uh, in 1999. Uh, a funny story. My parents are actually from Guatemala, but I, around 25, no, actually like more 30 years ago, they were called from the Lord to move into Mexico and start a movement there. Uh, so I was born in Mexico, grew up in Mexico. Um, now I'm almost 22 years old and, um, you know, I kind of like grew up in, in the church. My parents were, were pastors. They became apostles at some point. And, um, and yeah, so if you, if you hear a little bit about that, you could think that my life could have been like really easy or just really simple, but in reality where there were many things that, um, kept my, my, my focus away from the Lord. Uh, people mistreating me in some ways and me not really knowing what intimacy looked like. But it wasn't until I actually came into uh, the school uh, of ministry here at, in Redding, California, um, two years ago, where I really met uh, God as, a, as, my, as my father, God as someone who loves me. And I realized that many, many things that probably we're going to be talking a little bit about it today, but but free from, I'm free from many, many things, and I've just been able to experience him deeply in, in ways that I never thought that they were possible. Yeah. You just take like a quick minute to describe what the difference was when you were raised in the church in Mexico between how you knew God then and then when you came here, how you know God now. Exactly. I think that, I think it's, it was just like uh, I met God when I was back home in many ways. And I'm really thankful for the encounters that that I had. I remember being 14 years old and the Holy Spirit just blasting me. And when I what I mean about blasting is just really just coming in. I mean, to be able to experience it in a physical way. And um, I remember like um, just really sweating and not knowing what it was happening. And just like this little voice coming to me and telling me, is going to be okay. There's things that I need to do. There's things that I need to uh, transform in you. And I just, the peace came in me, but 
it wasn't until I came here uh, that I met God, like I was saying, as a father in the sense of uh, I always thought that my love, um, that I was gonna only going to be love out of my own performance of the things that I could do, of the things that I, if I, if I pray um, every day, then, I, uh, then, the, then God will love me back. And I kind of misunderstood what love actually looked like. But it wasn't until I came into VSSM and more things into, in the last three years where I just realized that just by being me, I am loved, but I can get to encounter him in peace and in many other ways and any, any other faces that he has when I just choose to focus in, in his face and what he has said about me. And, and yeah, so in, in that way, that's kind of what about it. Yeah. <laughs> So you're a pastor. Take a minute and talk to someone out there who may be living with the thought that they know God, but they haven't experienced him. Uh, Just walk them through real quick to the most basic, even unbeliever, how to go from where you were or from zero to full intimacy with Jesus and what that means. Yeah, you know, I I realized that for anyone who's listening to me there, I realized that even before I met God personally, because I, as I said before, I grew up in a place where, where my parents always taught me about God. They always read the Bible with me, but I never got to experience him um, uh, personally as much as I would have wanted to, or as much as he, God wanted to, me to experience him. But what I want to tell to those people out there is that there's a story that you have with God, even though you maybe don't know him as much, (laughs) you know, there's a story and I actually call your never ending story where he has, he has intentionally been pursuing you all your life. And uh, by the way that I realized that is that I look at the little things that I thought that they were insignificant, but that they were actually really important for the Lord. And I realized that God wanted me to experience him, even in the places where they felt insignificant. And um, I actually want to take you to, to the word, because I, f- I feel like it's really important to, to, to use the Bible when it comes to teaching you about God, um, because it speaks about who he is. The Bible reveals God. <laughs> so I want to take you to Mark chapter 1, verse 9. And to give you a really fast, a little bit of a context, what is happening is, is um, uh, John the Baptist is actually preparing the way for the Messiah. And, um, and he says, actually, in verse, if you come a little bit before, it says in verse 7, uh, after, after me comes the more one powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And he was talking about Jesus coming in and doing something even greater. But what I realized is that if you read a little bit le- later in that same chapter in verse 9, what happens is that Jesus gets baptized. I know that maybe maybe you don't know the Lord, but what I can say is that you know that Jesus <laughs> Jesus was here. Even if you're not a believer, I'm pretty sure that someone has talked to you about Jesus. But what but amazes my heart in this in a little bit of the scripture is that Jesus actually got the, the trophy even before he went to training. And what I meant about that is that if you read in, in, in verse 9 to verse 13, it says that he got baptized and as he was coming out of the water, a dove came down, the heavens opened, and the Lord said, um, you are my son who I love, with who I am well pleased. And, and to, what I want to say with, to you about that is that 
probably you're looking for someone approval. Probably you're looking for something greater in your life. You're looking for to be able to feel validated by people. And, and you are you are kind of looking for the, the right answer in the wrong place because yes, we were created for intimacy, we were created for for connection, but the Lord is actually telling you, no matter I want to validate you, and it doesn't matter how much you can give me, it just matters that I created you, and that's why I love you. You know, and that's how how Jesus is validated. And and what is amazing about this little bit of a scripture is that this happened even before Jesus started doing doing any kind of miracles, any kinds of signs, even before he went into the wilderness and even before he even a lot more before before he died. Uh, and I want to tell you there's nothing you can do for him to love you more and there's nothing you can do for him to love you less. God loves you just for who you are. God loves you for the thing um, just because you are his son and his daughter. And what he actually wants to give you in this time that they look kind of like hard because we are going through some hard times as, as a worldwide um, is that he actually wants to give you his peace. He wants to show you what it is to grow in intimacy. He wants to show you what it is to grow in joy in this world because it import, it's important for you to understand that God didn't send you to this world because of as a punishment. God didn't send you to this world to, to just um, to just not enjoy it at all. He actually sent you here so that you can experience him in earth even before you get to heaven. I sometimes talk about our time in earth as the beginning of, of our relationship with God. And I talk as a, uh, about eternity as our marriage with him so that we're going to be with him for eternity. So for you who are watch, uh, watching, I say, not only say watching because of the, the church that I have, because I do it online, but whoever is, is listening to me right now, I want to tell you there's a purpose that you carry. And the intimacy, what it means is that he wants you to be able to see in his heart, in, in God's heart, who you really are. Because I know that for many times, for a long time, there's people out there who has been lied to and the enemy has tried to tell you that you have not, you have no value, that there's nothing you can do to get out of the addiction that you have. But when the Lord comes, when the Lord comes and when he goes into you and he speaks into your own, into your true identity, you're never going to be the same. When he comes in and he changes your perspective from God as, a, as someone that controls you, as God as someone that loves you, then you will be able to open your mind to receive him. You're going to be able, We I think that probably someone has said this already before, but it's intimacy. What they have taught us, and I'm sure that Brit know this one is into me. You see, there's no more barriers. There's no more walls. There's not only honesty, but there's vulnerability, where you are able to express who you, who, you're, what you're truly feeling, and you let the Holy Spirit come in. So yeah, nice. <clears throat> you provided me for the perfect segue. Uh, I know you're a preacher, but now we could talk about that. Was obviously to a congregation type thing, and amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's your message. It's always powerful. I always listen to it. And you have a thousand different ways to speak it and preach it. And obviously, um, Spanish is your first language. So at the end, I'll have you pray in Spanish because that's where your passion comes from. But just for now, me and you have been on the same path with, um, and now this would be to more, I guess, learned Christians, as you would say, or anyone trying to get into ministry, any ministry of any kind. I'm not talking about a church or a nonprofit. 
but just us, for example, me with this podcast, you with your online church, which is obviously a seed to what you want to really create, which is a physical church in Canada. So me and you have been talking about this thing uh, about stewardship, really stewardship in the face of what the world may consider uh, failure or something super small, uh, which is basing what you do in ministry on numbers. And obviously, we've heard so many testimonies of how, you know, very big and popular ministries and movements have started off with maybe one person or two people and calling events that only would draw one or two people into the world. Those are unsuccessful, but in the kingdom, those are successful because each person to God is such a, a son or a daughter. So I just wanted to talk about for a minute to someone with your experience of ministering online and someone like me, whenever I would almost get discouraged if, you know, less people a week would, a certain week would listen to this podcast. And God told me one day, really sharp, if you're doing it for the numbers, then stop doing it. And so me and you have talked about that. And so if you could just talk to people who want to start a ministry and, and, you know, take a few minutes just to discuss with them the perseverance and how you started it and what you're going through right now, starting the amazing Strong Tower Church, Canada. And just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, well, uh, we started, um, when I say we, I have a, a friend who's, his name is Jose Flores. He actually lives in Canada. Uh, we started this online church in June of 20, 2020, and um, we really, we had a vision, and this vision was never close to, to an online church. You know, we never actually thought that this was going to start online. We just had this, since 2017, when that's the, the year that I met him, we had this vision where we were going to see um, the fire of the Latin people, if we want to see it that way, just being able to come into Canada and awake them. Um, to come to come closer to God. Um, but in 2020, I, I don't really need to go into that a lot, but we know what happened. We know what, what, what started happening in the world. Um, my dad, um, the Apostle Carlos, he, he told me that it was time to, to, um, to start preaching the gospel, however that looked like. And, and I said, what about online? So we decided to do it online. And and I remember like the first service that we had, it was me. Everything was really laggy. You know, the video quality was the worst. And I was just trying to preach about uh, the fragrance of God. I, I, I still remember. And, um, and about 10 people um, came and watched the service that day. And I was really encouraged because I said, if 10 people are watching me this Sunday, that means that next Sunday, 20 people are going to be watching and if 20 people are watching that Sunday, that means that by 2021 in January, uh, 100 people are going to be watching me. And the reality was is that when I got to January of 2021, three people were watching the online service. And I realized, oh, I, 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 like you said, Britt, I started feeling discouraged. And I said uh, to myself, I think that this is not working. I think that I actually hurt wrong. And what I'm doing has no, no value to it. There's no seed that I'm planting. And then the Lord confronted me and said, like, kind of like a similar thing. He said, who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for, for you or are you doing it for the people who need to listen about the gospel? Are you doing it for your own benefit or are you doing it for the extension of the kingdom? And when he said that, it really convicted my heart because I realized that 
All I wanted to be was known. I just wanted to be known. I just wanted my face to be out there and people to relate to my stories and to say amen when I said something powerful. But then I realized that God wanted to take it deeper. He don't, He didn't only, he didn't want it just um, followers of his word. He actually wanted disciples. And disciple looks like sitting in a table, uh, share, breaking bread, as we call it, and just sharing about the Bible and sharing what God is doing in our lives. So I knew from that moment on that I was never going to do it for my own, for my own. Uh, it was not going to become my food. It was not going to become where, where my, where, where I felt valuable. I, 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 I realized that I was looking for my value in the wrong place. If, if that explains it a little bit. So if you are going through something similar, do you want, if you want to start a ministry, something that I can tell you is that it's going to take a risk. It's going to take a risk from you. It's going to take a place where sometimes people are not even going to be listening to you. And the Lord is actually going to come to you, come to that service. and gonna, it's going to say, Oh, that, that preaching wasn't for anyone, but you, you know, that I had that one time where no one was watching the service and the Holy Spirit came in and said, what you're preaching right now is for you, Elias. And when he said that, oh, just my heart felt so loved because I realized that no matter what I did, God was using it for a greater, greater uh, purpose that I could ever see. So if you want to start a ministry, what I can tell you is do it, do it. Don't don't stop because of uh, of the numbers. Don't stop because of you don't have the uh, the equipment to do it. But actually, just go after it. If your heart is for the gospel to be known, you only need a camera and you only need to press record. If you, if you to be able to reach thousands in in and maybe even places where you never thought that you would be able to go, and even if you want to preach the gospel outside, do it. Nothing is stopping you from, from sharing the gospel of Jesus. But if you're doing it from the numbers, that's where it gets hard because you're going to be looking for approval or the approval of the people and not for the approval of God. And I just want to say something that really quick with, with the approval. For a really long time, I was looking for people when I finished my sermon to tell me, great job. You did great. You did amazing. That word really touched me. And I didn't have anyone to do it. And I talked to my mentor, the person who's mentoring me this year. Her name is Tana Mahler. And she told me, you need to look for the approval of God in those places. And you need to understand that it's enough. Because when a God approves you, then that affirms you in the right place. But if you let everyone else's approval bring you to that, affirm, uh, to be affirming what you're doing, then you're going to go the completely other way that when you're where you're supposed to go. So it's kind of like a wrapping it up. If you are wanting to do something, don't stop for anything in the world. If you if you have one person listening to you, realize that that person is going to preach the gospel to other people too. So the fruit of God never stops because once you seed up you you put a plan in someone's life, then that's going to come as a reproduction. That's where it happens when you're intimate, intimate with the Father. That's what jada means. That's what it means to know God that is going to end up in reproduction. The same way that Adam knew Eve and they had, and they had son and sons and they had generations to come. The same way when we're intimate with the Father one-on-one -on -one, and we preach the gospel to one or a million or a hundred million people, then it's going to reproduce and more people are going to listen to the word of God. So don't stop. 
Yeah, that's so powerful. I noticed that <clears throat> whenever you start ministry, God actually makes the man before the ministry. So when you start, yeah. it accelerates his uh, production in your life. It's kind of like when you step out, he comes in and starts to solidify, but also help you acknowledge the things that you need to walk out before your ministry can really take hold. So that's an amazing message you have. This is the last few minutes. Do you want to pray for for people to step out and do their ministries unto God or whatever you want to pray in Spanish? I feel yeah, the Lord of, on. Of course. Uh, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to start pre uh, praying in English and I'm going to finish up in Spanish just so that I can, some people can understand me a little bit better, but I want to be able to speak my language. Oh, guys, if you speak a, a foreign language, do it, do it. People need to hear it in every single language. Don't just get stuck in English. <laughs> but, you know, I want to just pray. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for for today. And thank you for for anyone who's listening to me, to, to me uh, out there. I just pray that today they will be able to have a love encounter with you that they will be able to know themselves in you, that they will no longer fight for your love, but they will actually fight from your love, that they will realize that they were never supposed to go empty. In Jesus' name. Y Padre, te pido que tu Espíritu Santo se mueva sobre cada una de estas personas y que sus corazones sean encontrados contigo, que sus mentes sean transformadas y que sus vidas sean impacto para que la gente pueda correr hacia tus brazos. Jesús, te doy gracias por tu sacrificio y por la manera en que entregaste todo tu ser para nosotros poder conocerte a ti. Pido que siempre bendigas a mis hermanos, a mis hermanas y a los que aún no te conocen, que puedan venir a tus pies y recibirte tu amor incondicional, el amor que no merecemos, pero que tú decidiste darnos. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén y Amén. Well, thank you so much, Elias. I want to give a quick shout out to Moselle. I know that she's around you right now. That's Elias's wonderful girlfriend. And I just want to say thank you. And I want to say th thank you so much, Britt, for having me here. It's truly an honor. And I just want to bless you and just kind of like talk uh, for a few seconds about you. You're a great man. And what you're doing is going to impact many. So I bless you in Jesus' name with courage and that you will continue to do what you're doing because I know that someone out there needs it. I know that what you're going to do is also going to bless you. So I bless you in Jesus' name. He loves you. And I know you know that, but I wanted to say it again. <laughs> Thank you. You can never hear that too much. Can you tell, can you just talk about where to find Strong Tower Canada? Of course. So if you are on Facebook, please just look for Strong Tower Canada. And that's how you're going to find it. If you are on YouTube, the same way, you can just look for Strong Tower Canada. Um, uh, pretty much in any any um, social media that you can think of. If you just look Strong Tower Canada, you're going to find our church. Uh, my name is, uh, and there is Pastor Elias Quiroa, same name. <laughs> and uh, we have services every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Uh, that's in PDT, is the, is the time of California. And... And I know that God has something for you. So if you are looking for a place to go that you can, uh, in a sense, uh, while this is going on, you're always more than welcome to join us. And we love to share with you the word of God. Powerful, sir. Thank you so much. Probably see you during the week. Thanks for coming. And I also want to always say thanks to 
Maddie Kelch for the intro, the outro. It's free and it's unique. Thank you for that. And Wesley for editing, Wesley Road. If you have a podcast, holler at him. He's super good. And I even have a slogan. Sometimes I forget it, but I won't forget it today. And that is, I love you and I don't even know who you are. Thank you.